0: Hey guys, and welcome to Season 4 of the Yes People Podcast. I'm your host, Savya Rox, and in this season, we get to remember and reminisce back in time with some of our guests like... We We
1: are are Entity,
0: and you're listening to The Us People Podcast
1: with Savia Rocks Peace, my name is Oni, I'm a producer engineer from Queens, New York Hi, my name is James Green, I'm a TV presenter, sports reporter and journalist Hi, this is Joy Langley, and I'm the author of Navigating Stress Hey, this is Travis Glossop, I am a creative radio producer for Kiss FM, and you're listening to the Us People Podcast with Savia Rocks.
0: We highlight the strengths of our cultures, talking about diversity and inclusion, and Speaking out loud and proud about who we are. Wasn't it that good? i was i was determined i had a love for the sport and that always fueled me at 49 i was seven
2: seven years post-divorce after 22 years and three kids of a marriage and so i knew that i needed to figure out like what was happening for me and why was this so such a severe sort of uh, crack in my identity and how i showed up in the
1: world it's great it's great Uh, i'm because I didn't I'll be honest I didn't really work that hard at uni so it was good to leave uni and, and really like get on it you know really like because I also as a person I think I value I value productivity a lot of people live to work I think I am one of the work to live guys but because my work is amazing that's all right with me you know so uh, as a person I, I go to bed happy when I've had a productive day
0: we've also saved the best to last by honoring another artist and showcasing their talent as our new theme song, with none other than your host Xavier Rocks featuring in their song. So guys, enjoy, stay creative, and as always, please, continue to be kind to one another. Let's go!
2: Hi, my name is Paul Canavan. I'm the first black player for Chelsea Football Club. And you're listening to the Us People podcast with Savia Rocks. Make sure you listen. Catch up.
1: Hi,
0: guys. I'm so excited to bring you the second part. Of Paul Cannaville's story, guys, get ready and listen to the Ask People podcast with Savvy Rocks on the second part of Paul Cannaville's story.
2: I remember one time I was sleeping. I woke up and I had this cold and runny nose and ting. I thought, "Let me take my mum's remedy: this honey and lemon. You know, I got and and paracetamol mixed up and ting for a week and a half. Cold never left me. I was like, what the fuck? Next I woke up, I was paralyzed. All I could move was just my head. I couldn't move my feet, my arm, and I'm telling my mirror, mirror, I think something's wrong, you know? I said, stop joking, part like, No, seriously, Mira, I can't move my body. And I was like, something's not right. And I said, like, I don't think I'm dead. Going in and out now. And she's finding the ambulance, said, so look, can he make his way? You can't hear? He's paralyzed. Get here now and they got me down there. I mean, it, Wichington Hospital. Yeah, all the way from Stoke Newton, I had to go to Hospital, Hospital. I must have arrived just in time because I was going in and out of a coma. Yeah, it was that bad. I got in there and they vitalized me or whatever. And the nurse, because I remember it was the nurse, it was my specialist that was looking after me at that time. And um, no woman has been able to curse me beside my mother. Yeah, let me tell you the truth this woman let me know how dare you i told you the symptoms with you in your immune system why would you take that long to get me i told you as soon as you get cold come straight in and she cussed me i was like i couldn't say nothing because she was right and i went and i ain't gonna lie and the only way is because she cussed you know why she supported Chelsea, you know
1: Dad. That's the reason why
2: I let her do that I'm telling you, with anybody I would say your Martin, who are you talking to? But she told me And I had to be real about that And that was the nearest time when I really understood This thing is not a joke, Paul mm. It's cancer And I knew that time it, Well, I didn't know, but seriously I remember I went away And set my thinking I need some time out And, um the same time I think um Raphael who used to play for Arsenal, he um, came sick with the same thing and died.
1: What?
2: So yeah, same thing. He had it too did it come? yeah, in two or three. Yeah. Yeah, man. Rocky they call him. And he was an Arsenal player, came to Chelsea at the time and yeah, he died. I was so shocked to hear, man, and he had the same thing. So then I knew this thing serious and then you started to hear quite a few players you know I mean football was getting cancer it was not a, yeah you just don't know it. it apparently it's in us all
0: it is it just, in when us when it all. comes
2: out yeah. and obviously me I only con- reason where I never looked after myself taking them drugs not looking after myself the reason why this came about and eventually came out and it's, I wouldn't put it somewhere worse than me because I had radio to really him, I had to take this amount of tablets. And it wasn't the first time, it was in 1996, in 2002, it came back. And I knew, and I went rehab again, because I started with the drugs. And I went rehab, and I went outside, I went to Norwich. And then I, I knew it would come back, I knew. And it was in the groin, and I said, look, this is not right. I said, all right, Paul, do you need to go? I went back to hospital. No, he went no somewhere else. Near Hastings, that's it. Went back to the hospital down, it's London. And he told me so yeah, it's come back. And I took I remember distinctly I, I took my daughter's mum with me just for support and she came with me, Sonia. And um she said, doctor I said, Yeah, sorry. It's bad news, yeah, it has reappeared. So we'll start the treatment and so on. I said, no, nah, I'm not having the treatment. What? Oh. No. Nah, I'm not going through that again. So I'd rather, yeah, forget that. She looked at me like, what? So, doctor, um, can you excuse me, please? <laughs> well, let me tell you that. She crossed me to cross. How dare you? How selfish can you be? And your kids and you're going to be done, don't you? Yeah. I went, I. Right. Mm-hmm. I never inquired. I tell you, a lot of black women get cussing, and you know? she she let me off. When the doctor come back in, he said, "Yeah, when do you want to start that?" That treatment, <laughs> he doctor? must have
0: been outside the door listening.
2: But she just said, that, that's, "That's good news, <laughs> oh, man!" But uh, he kept me in. I remember for a whole month. Right. Like, so when I tell you, it was Christmas, and it was ice on the floor, and I was like, they wouldn't hand me out. If you came and visited me, you was totally covered. All I could see was your eyes. You From your head to toe, you was covered, just in case, I just not to get any germs at all. Yeah, man. I remember I had the TV, I had the phone, I had the bike. I was in the room. It's like I just stared out the window. Couldn't eat. I just had no appetite. I my mum and dad huh, was both at one end, and they never talked that would bring me some fish soup, and the other one'd bring me dumpling soup. I was like, trust me, I was like, I couldn't eat. I was like, I can't take this. I can't take this, man. And I said, Jim said, yeah, look, I'm coming out. Mr. Kind of you can't. You're No, nah, I don't care. I'll sign any paper. I'm not staying here anymore. I can't do this. And all right, we can arrange for a nurse to come by you every day and give you injections. I said, yeah, please. That's it. And I came out the month and stayed by and they said to come every month, give me injection. I said yeah, and yeah, I build up and so forth. And that was um, 2002, and it was like yeah, coming back, but obviously still in remission because you can come back anytime. And I remember then that's when I joined Chelsea Foundation, and I think that's when I think um, oh god, the writer, his name. He wrote the book, How Black and Blue Came About. Yeah. And he was asking, Le Paul, would love to write, you know, in your biography? Huh? Really? I said, Are you talking about my story? Nah, man, people don't want to hear that. And I was a bit frightened because of what was going on with me, with the drugs and the cancer, and I didn't want people to know, but people already knew. You know what I mean? So I think, like I said, I was so quiet So I He said, yeah, think about it. And I went, <sighs> If I do this, I've got to ask my mum permission because that story isn't mostly about her. And like a chicken, I'm not scared. I, was, I asked June, my sister June, go and ask mum for me. <laughs> and June, she went and asked her. And mum said, yeah, go ahead. What? Let me say something. Man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I remembered everything from the age of five. Oh. oh, man, I could not stop talking to my boy, Rick Rick Glanfield. That's the name I was trying to think of. Rick Glanfield. He was the historian at Chelsea. Mm. But when that took the phone, I met him. He was like, for three hours. And I was this, that, to that. I did that, that, I'm not lying. I think, obviously, that rehab counsellor helped me to remember myself. Yeah. My head. Because at the time when you take you don't remember nothing. But that, I remember everything going back. And I think what it was for me that helped I told him, Rick, don't get me wrong. If you're gonna write this book, this book can't be no fancy words because I don't use them. It has to be written how I'm telling you, how it's said right now." Mm-hmm. Okay? I said cool. Now not get me wrong. telling me, "Look, after three hours stop. Here's the dictaphone. Um, just take up." Some, mm-mm. Nah, I said, "No, go remember nothing until you're here. When you're here, you bring the dictaphone we go." And we did it. And after ten months. He went and started writing up the story. And the Pits had come back and he said that the publisher weren't happy with this, change it, change that, and said, OK, now he's supposed to come out 2008. Yeah. Didn't come out because his dad, I think, was ill and he came out late. said, so, let me tell you something. This time, started things picking up because I was back at the club and people were inviting me here and there. to, You know what I mean? Paul, I'd love you to come and present this and present that. Then I was asked to go to Australia and at the same time, that documentary had, was coming out. And it took no word of a lie, right? I was asked in November, October, yeah, to go to Australia. And I thought, the Australians are known to be racist. And I thought, that's too far for me to go over there for their mind to start, because I'm telling you right now, something I going right. No, Paul, I'm telling you, they ain't like that. Mm. I've got to think about it Three months it took me to, I'm telling you it took me three months man And I, February must have Said alright Go Yeah I'll go Someone's like Wow Let me say That was an experience But I was scared Because the documentary's coming out And I had a DVD Which I had Which one You know what I mean Because Sky Now bought
1: yeah. this
2: And they showed it And I still had My live version I thought Alright I'm going out to Australia Do a Q&A and I could show them that, then I could talk. You know what I mean? After, and it was Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth, Sydney. First stop was Melbourne, Adelaide. Was the first stop. No word of a lie. And uh, it was amazing because I come in. It was late, but this is a twenty-four hour. If you don't let me tell you, it's a twenty-four hour trip.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: And I went straight. I didn't even sleep on water, man. To Paul, you got a choice said, Do you want to sleep? i in the hotel. You know what I mean. You get a flight next day, or you can rush it. I said, man, I'm. I want to get there now. I just. I want to get there tomorrow. We're I said, you're right. Boom. Got there. My case didn't even come. They came the next couple of days. Got down there. It was after twelve and was it's where down the airport. It was so quiet. I don't know where I'm coming down the lift now. And there's group of people down the bottom there. Big thing banner. Can of air can I was like, oh my god, what am I coming? And these are the fans, you know? And they met, that made me so proud. It really they really made me feel, oh man. They waited up and said, Paul man, oh we're so honored that you come out. We really are. I said, thank you. And I told him straight, man, look, I'm not into. the You've me out. You've paid this. Yes, you're going to pay me or whatever, a guest appearance and whatever. But, yeah, I don't need to go in a hotel, you know what I mean? It's yeah. for you. I'll stay by. If you've got a room. I'll stay there. so, i oh, Paul, great. Come down. It's so a cool. That was a hell of a delay. It was, um, I remember the, the guy, he put me, he well, like, put me in this, this hotel. But this hotel, it was unbelievable. It was right near the sea. Beautiful, I know, whatever. But I've never seen a hotel room. It's, I had two bathrooms, mm-hmm. two bedrooms, kitchen, mm-hmm. and a lounge. I remember, baby, it was unbelievable. I was like, <laughs> this is the lick. I ain't gonna lie to you. So, too, too, but all I was nervous about, like, my doctor is coming out on live TV.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It was gonna be shown. After the Chelsea and Burnley game, I'm, I'm nervous as hell. Now you can imagine the time difference. Yeah. So I'm waiting up and the game is like one o'clock, five o'clock, Yeah, one o'clock in the morning. And these guys are watching the game, you know, and some of them still got to go work in the morning. They're like, yeah. why are you. I said, like, I ain't waiting up to watch no game. And so yeah, I'm nervous, but you know what? I'm going to sleep. And I went to sleep and I can imagine, right? Imagine I was sleeping nervously, thinking, they see, when they see, how they perceive me, what would they say, I just thought, oh my god. Let me see if I, I woke up, my text was blaring, oh my god, the WhatsApp was blaring. Paul, I didn't realise what a great documentary, Paul
1: did. Huh?
2: Let me see if something, I went Melbourne, and, then, and the Q&A, and I said, look, play this. Um, and then we'll talk after, and I said, um, I can't be in there when you play it, because when I went, I remember the first time we showed the documentary, I know where the blind. No I was in there, as was a screen. Turn, and I bought, invited all my friends, my cousins, and everybody was there. The only person that wasn't there was my mum. My kids were there. And they were always like, yeah, big fight, like, no, no cinema. The thing was there, yeah, man, go on. And I was watching it, and I was like, oh, my God. And then my face turned sour. It was just to realise what I'd gone through at mm. foot. Why I took all that? And Paul, you didn't say. And I was like, oh, my God. And a tear was coming down my eye, right? But I didn't want to let anybody see. So I like, I didn't want to go like this because I went like this. like I was wiping my head, but or wiping the tears of my eyes. No word. And I was like, why did you go through all that? I didn't say nothing. So now you can imagine that. I'm showing this tape in the Q&A. The people inside, they're watching. And I'm outside because I know. And it had done. Now they've called me back in. Mm-hmm. Big man has come out, tears in his eyes, saying, Paul, I am so sorry. I didn't realise what you were taking and what was going on with you. Mm-hmm. Big man, you know. No, man, don't, No, Paul. <sighs> I can't believe that. So I'm in here now. Every time I showed it, every... <sighs> couldn't believe it. So that was the reaction I was getting. When I was standing there, I was telling them, they said, poor strong, wow, to understand what you went, didn't say a word, you just every attribute, what's going with you, you deserve so much more. It was like, whoa. So the whole day, it's so, it went so well. I got looked after, so I went to, the final of Australia and New Zealand cricket, the building, they looked after me away. I met Aborigines, you know what I mean? And the Our history peoples. of that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. I'm talking no word of a lie. You hear me say Aborigine you think the man don't speak English. So I'm there talking. Hi, my name is Paul Cadnaville. Hey, the guy. Oh, hi. Oh, I've heard of your name before. Very good. I said, but this man speaks better English than me. <laughs> <laughs> how about <many? laughs> it? No, no, I'm for real. So when I heard the history now, these men, they were to call the pound babies. Yes. You know, the pound babies, yes. they were swirled yeah. as a baby to families, English families. And yeah. that is how they was brought up. Well spoken. The man said his brother plays for Everton. I said, well, I'm dead. Wow. And to meet this and hear this story, man, I'm not going to lie. You think we went through? Boy, they went through some hell. So going to Australia was something eye opener. And I would say any black person, if you want to go, go Australia. Don't be frightened to go there. Yes. I ain't going to lie to you. Enough man from England's living there.
0: Yeah.
2: I know. I couldn't believe it. Why did you come at Paul? It's just so different. A man, he came and visited, he played football, he went straight back home, sold up, and came back out. And I ain't going to lie to you, the man asked me, would I? And I went like this. I would. I would live here. But the flight of... My mum couldn't come because that flight would be too long for her, just for my kids to come over, just to know. And I'm thinking, I'd miss my kids. That's the only reason I'd miss my kids. I need to see them in that flight. But it was, it's beautiful, man. It's just... And I hope, man, they've got everything there. When they offer a plate of food, I mean, that's a plate of food. It's not no joke, but a plate of. What's a the man? They gave me steak. They know what I, I eat. He said, Boy, how'd you like your steak? I thought, Don't ever do it, right? Meet him the world, well, you know, don't The steak full of the whole of my plate. I didn't even have side order. And when the man comes, he put the potato on the next plate. When I said, Really, dude, you don't have to get. No, that's how the steak comes, Boy. Really, please. That is how the steak comes. A big thing And I didn't believe them I went to the butchers And I went to the butchers me, Show me a steak What you have to And he showed me The same stick. And let me tell you It was like Six dollars Six dollars And a, this thing I know In England Would be about Fifteen Not twenty pounds Six dollars I so wanted to Take piece of that steak wrapped up And bring it back to England But I know It would have gone off And I would the time You know with it. Yeah I'm not lying to For real it made me open up. I saw a lemon tree, a lemon tree, and a lemon. You never know the lemon was from a lemon tree. All the time we used lemon, we used lemon. I said, oh, so I saw kangaroo. I saw kangaroo. When I tell you, this, as close as you and me, and when the man said, Paul, don't move, you know, I did not move. And this kangaroo, it, and his it, and two back legs, and he's like this. I swear, Lord, I said, No. I said, look at this guy. And he just moved and shifted and hopped. Color in the bear, in the tree. Elect. Oh, what do you. Electolyptus? Some um, plant that they. Oh, the eucalyptus. Eucalyptus. eucalyptus And it smells so. You know, we use that. Oh, my God, babes. I'm going to swear to you. I'm not going to lie to you. It was so. For me, what's the word? Not history, but. Um, it's the guy who does um, the wildlife. Just to know, he comes on. It, for me, it was just yeah. This is a place I had to be. Australia I saw where they had nature, wild snake, wild spider. Oh, Paul, telling you, make sure you shake your shoes the morning before yeah. you put them on.
0: Yeah,
2: I said what. He said no. No, seriously, yeah. I said no. I was frightened. I'm not like, even though they had mesh, when I was frightened, and I went. They took me to this beach, no word of a lie. Down in Perth, we walked by the beach, and let me tell you, they have some. We have um, barbecue areas, plain barbecue areas for you to just bring your food and. Cook. You can't have that anywhere. You couldn't do that in a park that you, you get fine. But there we was along the beach, going. I said, "This is wicked. This is brilliant." Then you saw. A sign, a one sign. And the one inside said, "Yeah, be careful on this side of the bush. Wild snakes and spiders. I mean, this close. You why you got a path like that?" I said, "No, can't believe this. I'm, I'm like just walking one side to the beach now. When we go in the beach you know, we see the sea and it's great stuff. And you know, there's a little area they got it tied up, like got a black space for you to swim in that area of the sea." Yeah. And they said, look, in that area, please swim in the safety as there are white sharks, white sharks. Nobody's swimming in this safety. They're swimming on the outside. So me, yeah, I why are they swimming in the thing? <laughs> so, you know, Paul don't want to look like this food, you know, from out there. So he go where everybody go. I am not lying. I must have been looking like a, a submarine because I'm there flapping like this. And turning around, looking for any shark, because I'm out of there fast. <laughs> no, nah, because they said the man said, look, it's too long. They had a shark that attacked some human. and end up by the rocks there. And he said, boy, talking about inexperienced nature itself, wildlife. That's one word I was trying to find. I saw in Australia, and it helped me. Um, I had a great experience there. And at the same time, the book was received. the same time, the documentary was received. And it was like, wow, it opened a lot of doors line, I was in Helsinki, Germany, America, I was all over the place. See um, mean? So, yeah, that's where it leads to now, where I am, I suppose, um, with regard to the foundation. what I love about the foundation is what in, I love going into schools now and sharing that story. And it is important for me now to reach out to those kids um, in today's standard of football. You know how different it is. It's a business now, I see it. And we now call these boys academy boys. Yes. They're coming from all over the world. Chelsea has one of the best academies in the world. It really does. I mean, i come there and seen players, young players from from France, from Guinea, from America. They've got them there. And it was, a say, when seeing these young lads, that I was talking with them and I realised that, man, don't ever think that. You've done it. You've not done it yet. You're at a club there. You're going to nurture. Them. They're going to show you. You're going to be committed. You're going to listen to your coach, listen to your trainer. Don't ever think because, yeah, you've got the Chelsea shirt on it that you've made it. I've got kids who I know out there mm-hmm. who are hungry to be in this, your boots right now. So when you've got a parent, black parent, come in and ask you, Paul, how are you? I said, yeah. Will it be all right for my son? to sign here and I said yeah man it's safe trust me it's safe." so um yeah I think foundation where I am now don't get me wrong I've been given a platform and when I say recently about two and a half years ago I nearly didn't have that and um I had a major operation I had three operations and um a bowel problem it was at that period with COVID yeah. about, and it was serious um I think that yeah that time I was by my mum's and both, when I had COVID, and I couldn't believe that COVID would take me, but it took me, I couldn't breathe, my asthma, and I was getting hot. And, it, and phoned that line, 111, they came out, and said, gee, yep, you have, got to do this. I thought, my mum, she's, you know what I mean, not too good, as much as the independence, she hates, she's a nurse as well, she hates me to call out the nurse, she was vets, I called them out, and I said, mum, I couldn't believe. So she was moaning, I said, can not tell that? I have to come out there, went by my, my lady. And boy, they was getting, I said, you know what? I need to go home because I didn't have an appetite. I fancied eating, but when it came to me, I couldn't eat it. Big plate of food and I was like, I can't eat it. So she, she was upset and I said, you know what? I can't say come straight home. I come home and I, I didn't realise, man, I started fall asleep and when I sleep, asleep I woke up I had this pain the pain wouldn't go taking penitentiary all pain killers this pain wouldn't go I hate hospitals I really do
1: mm-hmm.
2: I phoned up said look I'm in this pain this pain has been going on from four in the morning it's now nine I said okay can you get me I said no getting the ambulance okay and I'm living right upstairs we them, and there's no intercom it's not working And they said, look, just tell me when the ambulance is coming, I had to wait downstairs. I had to not even walk by my arse. I couldn't walk. I had to go by the step, by arse, step step by step. I waited for them, opened the door. It was so helpful. The guy went all the way upstairs, got my coat, Then he got my keys, locked the door, went in the ambulance and gave me the gas. I couldn't breathe properly. And I went in, and it was like, yeah, had to have some x-rays, and the guy had the x-rays, come back and said, we need to operate now. Mm-hmm. What? It's 12 o'clock now. Yep, I'm so sorry, but we need to operate now. I don't know like, what, like, what I see. I see. not what and this time. I couldn't phone nobody. Nobody knows where I am this time. I'm telling you, nobody knew where I was. Anyway, I'm upstairs, yeah, they're prepping and so forth. Now on the operating tape downstairs, it's about 4 o'clock in the morning. And the nurse says, hey, what? Well, don't worry. You have got the top docs. You have got him. I don't know why, but they, you've got him and they've come out. You know, it's one of those things when they put you out, they sc- count down from 100. 99, nine, boy, I was out. 99. You know them one day. So, um, yes, you know, boy, it was morning I didn't have no morning because I didn't see I was in a coma for nearly three weeks. Four. What? Yeah, I was in a coma. Proper, proper. And let me say you something. And I could tell you this because I know where I was in that coma. I had the sweetest of dreams. You must have a dream where it seems real. Mm-hmm. You know that one there. And let me tell you something. This dream there I had, unbelievable. And being in this coma, i got to say, it was like what's the word like being in a a a dimension a different dimension Mm -hmm. and when i say that it was like i was there but not there and i remember i was in this dream where i was on this boat and it was in the caribbean i couldn't walk everything was sitting down i just couldn't walk and um this boat, I was holding a boat party and had all these women that was in bikinis, make sure I had champagne, make sure the drinks flowing. everything I was doing, I was instructing and so forth. And I remember when something came over and like it was above my head and saying, Paul, Paul. And I'm looking, do you know where you are? And I went, who's talking? I said, yeah. I said, do you know where you are? I said, yeah. Hell no, where are you? And I didn't know where that was coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to understand this, right? You're in a coma. Yeah. And at this time, it's COVID. So I had nobody come, come inside the hospital at that time. What it was, was it's the nurse oh, in yeah. my ears talking, Paul, Paul, do you know where we are? But this is what I'm hearing. Like I said, it's a dimension. I thought, what? Hell Yeah. But anyway, I'm running Buat Pa, I'm running this, I'm running that. This is so real, but I can't walk. Yeah. Anyway, I remember I was in a car. I'm being chased by the police. It was like that film. The two women that was being Driven, they were chased by the police The American film, I don't know even.
0: Ah, uh, not set it off
2: No, it was two women Oh, it was two women? Yeah, American, you know, I know you know the name of the film up, And um, I was in like that It's thing top, it's soft top And I was being chased and I said, I drove into this warehouse Boom, boom, <laughs> hiding, hiding <laughs> And I could hear the radio going Look into the warehouse And so on. And I said, oh my god And then I heard the footsteps And when I hear the footsteps I look up, look up, it was my baby mother and my daughter. They were police officers. Huh? What? I said, Sonia, Casey, what are you doing here? Paul, my colleagues are looking for you. I'm like, please get me out of here, please. <laughs> okay? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I swear, on. I was like, why am I seeing Sonia and my daughter, police officers? These are the dreams I am having. But uh, there I was in this boat. No, I lie. I was in this plane. I find it sufficient. The plane is flying, you know. I fuse, but they look some serious characters in here. They're only trying to rob the plane. The plane has some gold bullion on the plane. And I said, look. It looked. That a minute on a Goobly ticket, a minute kilo. I ain't got no This was these are the dreams I'm having right there. Next thing I went in this boat, it was going out for fishing. The boat went out fishing, and he's like, "No, no, no, something not right here." And you know what they say those those fishermen when people come out and try to take over the base. I went through some dreams, and I was real like fun, like taking my life and. I couldn't believe this. Anyway, when I eventually come out, I this go my forehead. Literally, I was like, come out. And said, Paul's come out. The woman was saying how they was talking. But I was getting calls. But my sister, they had to hold the phone to my ears. Mm-hmm. And they held my hand. And it said, it looked like you could hear your sister. Because every time she spoke,
0: you moved they
1: kept your
2: squeezed your her hand. This is to show you what coma coma was in, man. And I was like, what? I said, Paul, when the doctors start coming by my bed now, we honestly didn't think you'd come through. We honestly, I'm mean, like every doctor said they didn't think I would survive. I had three, one operation to open the bowels. it just was blocked. Open it up. Then they saw I had a infection inside, and they had the second operation, and then they saw something else, and they said we can't operate for that. would Be too much for him. Yeah. So how this, but this needs to come out we're going to have to wait to. well what happened I was in the bed and when I coughed I was like in the coma and I coughed and when I
1: coughed
2: I was stitches the stitches reopened like I went so the bed went and opened up again and then we're like here's our opportunity Let's take him down the operating table that was the only reason they was able to operate a third time because I slept and I coughed, and it opened up the station, went down. They couldn't even sew me back up because that was too yeah. much. I was literally on the bed, they said, and I was vomiting, and it vomiting went straight into my... Oh, they, was like, yeah, they said, Paul, we honestly didn't think you would come out. I said, yeah, you were that close. I mean, I never realised... And I saw the amount of wishes coming from all over the world. I mean, the cards that came in and texts. It was like they gave me. I think it was my concern was that the drug they was giving me at the time after the operation was. My mom said it was too much because you was hallucinating. Oh my god! Because I, the first time I had this problem before, mm-hmm. first time I was hallucinating. I was telling the nurse, "Come near me, see what happened." She wanted to come and change. I was taking off the things out of my mouth. They had to give me boxing gloves to stop me clawing out the things. Let me tell you something. This second time, I was like, wow. I was in so much pain that they would give me morphine. I had morphine, like, on switch. Like, I was pressing it every minute. That's how much pain. And the pain, it took me so much. I asked to see the doctor. She said, can I see the doctor? And she asked. Can I ask what for? I said, no. The doctor come in. Hi, Paul. How can I help you? I said, Doc, man, please put me to sleep. I mean, I meant put me to sleep, sleeping you
1: know? up. Mm-hmm. I mean, whoosh,
2: that's what I meant. And when we went out. He said, poor, I can't do it. We can't do that. I said, Look, Doc, I won't tell nobody. <laughs> of course, I won't tell nobody. I'm dead, so, two, two. He said, "Paul, we we'll talk to somebody about this." I said, "No, it's I forget." it. That's to show you how weak. Because I would never, ever be thinking of taking my life. Yeah, I think how can people take their life? I really now understand when you thinking the lowest of lows. It can be not just where I was, the situation I was in, pain, so forth. I've seen people think, "No, it's not happening, man," and then we still hate their life. I know I understand now, it's that easy, it could be that easy, and that's how it was, and there's only a few people know this, you know what I mean, because I was, I was like, I couldn't believe I wanted, I think mum knows, do you know somebody? I don't know, please just put me to sleep, and he so said "Now we talked to somebody, and I was like, in so much pain, and I couldn't walk, having to go to the toilet, and, and then, I was like, oh, this ain't me, and eventually, like, I didn't have an appetite again, couldn't eat. And I have to say, my partner, Sue so at the time, wow, she, had, she looked after me. But even when I come out and I came out, I was living on the ground floor, as you see her now, it's the stairs on the top floor. I couldn't walk. So I had to go to the hospital. Two people had to bring me down in the chair.
1: Yeah.
2: And bring me up, same way, when I come out. And it was like I was in a... You call it them walking thing.
0: Kinda like the Zimmer
2: Zimmerfriend. And I was walking that from like here to where you are, it was my toilet there at the time. I couldn't even get there without the Zimafrien. Oh man. That nearly took about three weeks and he was coming every day to give me a trip. And boy, I was like a baby. Finding myself to walk. The COVID didn't help because you couldn't go out and fresh air and she stayed with me and like wow. I, I felt hungry at two in the morning. Like, can you make me a sandwich at two in the morning? You're in your sleep and like she done that. I was like I was mad. That was as close as you can get to staying because people didn't know how serious this operation was and where I was that I don't know what I would have done. Really was patience, really patient with me. Cause it was a time of COVID. Had to be inside, waking up time of night, sleeping through the day until you time of night. I'm up and not having appetite and trying to eat the right foods. I'm um, now had to check my diet now because this is the season. That, oh God, I'm, when I talk a stitch, it's funny right now that I've got a gauze just inside me. They had to give me a gauze, and where now the gauze? Something's pierced through my skin. I can feel the gauze. I'm. And this is just found out today. It's amazing. So when you come, I'm really supposed to go now. The doctor told me they can't do nothing. You need to go A and E because the gauze in there is poking like a little. You thread. need to go
0: A about your So I know.
2: So there's like seriously, it's always one thing if it's another. So um, that really, really done me. It not done me enough. Just opened me up to so I'm um, to i Me not take nothing no more. I'm just telling it as it is. I love what I'm doing um, with regards with Chelsea. I love Chelsea. Don't get me wrong. Um, but now we've got a new chairman, new yeah. regime, and everything's happening down there. Yep, it was nice that they've come and offered me a suite with my name in, and, and that was great. You know what I mean? But it's where I am, what I want to be doing now. And I think they should do a lot more. I know they should do a lot more, and hopefully they will be. So I'm looking at that. But the foundation has been great. It's where I am loving it and um, being wanted. Yeah. Don't no, get me wrong. You see, um, they have that. Try and can't help a young child. One out of five or four, something's wrong because they need a direction. They need mentors, and there's so many of us out there that should be able to help that's how I see it at this moment what's been going on in, with the young youth today taking each other's lives it's just, nah I just don't know where this is all coming from mm-hmm. um, and yeah we can discuss it we say how society is they're not being given this, they're not being given that and it's hard for them to get this but still, why would you be taking another black person's life it hurts it hurts, it does hurt you know what I mean? And you've got kids now, parents with kids who are growing up and thinking it's not safe to be in London, now coming out of London.
0: That is true. A lot of us are coming out of, coming London. Out of London.
2: Because it when it's safer for their kids. And I don't understand that, but why? Mom man, this is seeing this is it's, it's amazing because I talked about it. It's unbelievable I've just come back from um, Tenerife. But I was all thinking about how what we grew up with when bread was was ten pence that a loaf of bread was ten pence, you know. Look at where the bread is you now two point three pounds you know? or Come on, man! Let me tell you something. All those things, milk, contain these kids of today don't know how easy they're getting it, and they still think it's difficult. You know what I mean? Yes, I have my kids and love every one of them, and showing that they're either independent. Yes, I give them I can't. Just go out and tell them what to do I can't do that because I know how it was for me all I can show them is if what they're doing is right I will let them know it's right Yeah. but if it's not I'm going to tell you reasons why
1: yeah.
2: we go from there grandkids love them today oh my god as I said they're just, not, just too bright now they're more forward, they're open, they ask you direct. And that's what I find with these kids now. They open and they ask you directly. I mean, I went, when I first started school workshop, it was in Pimlico. And I went in there and talking in the library. And I was just sharing my story. But I added bits of my mum, how she talked, and my sister. And they all related to it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, my sister, yeah, she's her. I said, same in mine. My mum. They just want the best for you. You've got to realise. And so when you read, read. Don't think like, read before you go out and you start moaning. There's a point to that. They want the best for you. So when they I give them an opportunity to ask me questions. Mm-hmm. And when they do, one kid come out and said, it's cannibal. Why did you get involved in drugs? I look at the kid, he didn't I did not know, about... my head was talking to me. Like, <laughs> How this kid know about drugs? And mean, look at the teacher. He's opened the door. I said, "Look, it's the worst thing in my life, and please do not attempt to take in it." I just said, yeah. "You know what I mean?" I didn't go in depth, but obviously, yeah. a time that is, you know, I mean, it took control. It's the worst thing in my life. So um, it's now we're doing the projects now, um, where the school wants to now let these kids the secondary early year let them know of the reason of drugs and addiction and obviously now Paul you've experienced. Could you share that? So I'm into looking in for that. Looking forward to that really. Um that we're doing this model little cartoon and and cut out and the guy Zoom, his name is look out Zoom.
0: for that. Yeah, I like that be, that sounds cool.
2: His name, yeah, he's very big. He's made some very animated um, cartoon, well, cardboard thing. Um, he's done a live, one of Madonna, live cartoon. Yeah, Madonna, where the mouth moves and the voice, yeah, it's brilliant, I'm not going to lie, so they're doing one of me. So I've just done the voiceovers, I've sent that over to him, so looking forward to that. But um,
0: That sounds cool.
2: There's quite a few, as you said, projects, you know what I mean? The, the foundation I'm really getting up to, got a new... I like what we have, uh, my colleagues... That's that supporting the, you know, what I mean the the foundation, and that's a great team. That's what I really needed.
0: Let's talk about peace and finding peace in mm. yourself. There's a few things I wanted to catch on. So one of them was peace. One of them was forgiveness. Mm. A lot of the time in life, we are so hard on ourselves that we say we say we forgive, but we never forget. Mm. Whereas I do the opposite. I forgive and forget. Not that it makes me silly or stupid for doing so. Uh, It's because I find the peace and the tranquility within myself. A, to forgive myself. uh, And B, to forgive the person who done what they done or what I allowed them to do to me. uh, In your life, how have you implemented these two words, peace and forgiveness, uh, to help you?
2: definitely the situation with having to leave Chelsea and I blamed that individual and for the years because I had to leave is how I ended up getting injured Mm -hmm. if I hadn't left I'd be still at the club Chelsea so I did blame that individual and it really did I wouldn't wouldn't think of talking to him at
0: all it, does he still play football?
2: He was playing, I don't wrong, he doesn't play now, he's retired. But um, a few years, you know what, I forgot, you know what, nah, forget it, Paul. I can't be angry with this person mm-hmm. that that was done. I don't know how he saw himself, how he was brought up, whether his family was like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think over the years where people was inviting me to do a Q&A with an incident, I was sort of in situation where somebody asked me to do a Q&A in Watford. And he said, oh, Paul, would you do it with that individual? I said, yeah, I've forgotten about it. I don't mind. But then he come back to me and he said that that individual said, nah, he wouldn't do it with me.
0: Why? Did you say
2: he why? he's still angry.
0: Why is he happened? angry?
2: But there you go. That's what I was going to understand. You know what I mean? For me, Tom and him, he's still angry and held that. And I said, boy, that's his problem. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a situation that goes on now, right now, where we've been contacted, or both our parties have contacted each other to talk and get over this because we're having an eighty-three, eighty-four 84 season event. Mm-hmm. And they want the whole of that 84 season players. And me and him is part of that season.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they want it to talk out. I'm prepared to, hopefully he's prepared to, that we're going to meet up and make our differences and move forward. And that's the whole idea. And for me, I have given that. I didn't before, and trust me, I was hard. Anybody mentioned it said, I don't care, he's up. Paul, and people were telling me, Paul, forget that. Yeah. You've moved on. You've now done more than what he's done. Look at what you're doing now. And I said, "Mm, I hear you, and I do hear that. I said, you know, they're right. So I was talking damn bad about it, and I should have come and said but for him to do that. And don't get me wrong over the season, I've heard he's been doing that same similar thing. But individually, I was prepared to, you know what, squash that, because we were teammates. Yeah. Throughout those three years, we played together. You know what I mean? So come on. So that was hard. And then mum, that was another, because I found that difficult. Why couldn't I talk with her? Why didn't she kind of make that effort? But I had to understand from mum that she was brought up that way. Yeah. She brought up the discipline. That's how she was in the Caribbean, that she didn't know how to show love. That was eternal. And, and we realised that, me and my sister, she didn't know. She didn't say that. I, I remember one time when I was going to St Martin for six months and for me it was you know what I mean also, I'm thinking I'm thinking of living there and I remember the flight mum had a party for me never what party in the yard <laughs> Saturday my flight Sunday no Friday and the flight Saturday didn't she just, you know her, make sure you're alright don't do anything stupid in trouble family and I said yes mum and I went to hug her you know and she backed up like what are you doing I'm just gonna give you a hug mum oh that's to show you. They're, used to, they're not,
0: not used to it. They they are not used to not that kind of used love.
2: Used to, and I was like, wow. And where with me and my kids, what? Come here. Mm, you're right, but mm, okay. I just like mum. Wow. Difficult. difficult, difficult. So that understanding now, as much as we think it was late, and you know, what I mean, could have been done better because I was always received by other family members. Yeah. So polite. So, my gosh, why can't you be polite like Paul? Every one of my friends. Their mother said, boy, hi, Mr. Richardson. how are you? Hi, Mr. how are you? Good evening. Because that's what we've been taught. We go to the house, you say good morning or evening, whatever day. Don't mind if they don't like you. As long as you say that, that's cool. And that's what it is. You know what I mean? So, it was a okay, case, boy. And it was always, I was seen oh, I wish I was here. If they with there. I did, because she was, she was more talkative with their kids, you know what I mean? You wanted to, when you got, mum, never, you was in your room, I was in my room. Trust me, I was like, boy, I don't know. I want to talk to her. Something happened at school, or something happened, but when you went to talk to her, it must have been your fault. Yeah. You must have been to blame. <laughs> I was like, can't win, don't say nothing. And that's what she led us to be. So now I just, you know what I mean? i say, look, I share that with my kids now. And I said, look, dear, please have nothing to be frightened and asking me. I'm not going to look at nothing. My concern is about you mm-hmm. and your welfare. So if there's something that hurts you, there's something you did, there's something you want to do, ask me. I'm not going to blame you. I'm not going to look at you any other way because you're my kid. You're my blood. So that's what I make sure. Watch out, man. I don't, put, I don't need to put my hand on none of my kids. You know. When I tell you, I just look at I say, excuse me, and my face tells it all that like the kid. And that's quiet. I say it even to the grandkids. We had to tell my mum, when two of them, when my mum would, she don't even know half my kids. that's not, not a bad thing, it's just like I kept them away, because mum, you know, them Them talk about ornaments. When ornaments in the yard, you know, you know, talk that, take that ornament and bust that ornament, they drop it, you know, that. World War Four, that's World War Four. So um, I just said, look, man, she, when mum, we had the kids here, I think June had her kids, and mum wanted to give the kid a smack. Well, June just, excuse me, the only person smacking her child is me. You ain't putting your hand on my child, mum. Not like how you put your hand on us. And I went, yeah, she needed to be told, because, boy, ooh, these kids, I don't know what they had. Licks? But I had licks. I'm <laughs> with some serious licks. <laughs> it's how they changed the, the um, system now. Huh? My mother would be arrested. Let us <coughs> My mother tell you straight, yeah. Say, you cause trouble for me. What if you cause trouble for me again? You bring police here again. Bring police here again. The next time they come in this house, I will tell them, I haven't seen you. You know what? Because I would have buried you. Buried you. But she thinks you went not joking. She, said, I don't know when I sat last see him, officer. He was there for, in the morning. He went to school. I didn't see him again. <laughs> my mom ain't joking. You know, I'm telling you, I had. Mm-mm. She wasn't joking, my mom. Seriously, yeah. I love that family. That licks. Yeah, I love the family. That's...
1: Oh made man. me so.
2: So it is now about yeah, loving my kids. It is loving. A part of your kids and your family. That's the most joy I get right now. Yeah. As well as Chelsea. I really do. I think knowing as well, my kids now, really, they didn't realise how important I was when I played at Chelsea. They know now, but Dad, you're really big. Why didn't you say nothing? Didn't feel like saying, didn't feel like sharing it with you. They knew I was going football, but, a little, but they didn't know how big it was. See. So now when I bring this can canners, sign this? They're looking, they're looking at me like, well, well, he's famous, you know. They're proud, you know what I mean? Trying to look proud, there's something. You don't know, man. It's it's a nice feeling. It really is. Um, But as you say, looking at yourself and you go back and what you've gone through, there's no harm. It's good to do that and it's good to share with that as well because yeah. I think Commonly with these kids today, you have to share how it was for you growing up, how it was for you making a decision in your life and why you did certain things. And sometimes you didn't think about it when you did it. And it kind of helped because if it didn't go right, that warned you, I know now why. Don't do that again. You don't need to do that. So that's where when you have family members, that's when you have a dad that say, look, what you are doing here? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Duh, 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 duh. but you can listen to me what I'm saying to you right now
1: mm-hmm.
2: but as soon as my back's turned you can go and do what you're going to do because that's what you said but when you did it and it went exactly what I said to you mm-hmm. then you come out and say sorry that you was right that ain't helping went in through the other path and I have to say you see there's nothing wrong with going on work and earn that money when you think you're going on the street and selling them drug and thing. People are watching you. All the time. And people watching you making that money, they think it's that easy to teeth it. And when they're teething it, they're going to harm you. I'm going to tell you now, nine to five, I don't care what it is, working on the coach, caring for them. Now said, said, dad, yeah, I see. See? And I'm quite happy about that. So there's my love see? for them.
0: I am. What is the best advice you have ever received from someone?
2: The best advice Gosh. was um to not just about loving myself but think about myself because sometimes I think of others before me oh, I do yeah. a lot and and I just do it automatically, and I could have them last troubles, and don 't get me wrong you 're hungry, I will you that, and now I know I need it, but what. You come to Paul. Can you, you do me a favor? I can't get no food. I've send you that fifty pound, and I know I want that fifty pound. Yeah. But the choice on me, it it hurt. it me going away saying I could have helped him. Wouldn't stand good with me. So I had to do it. I felt I had to do it. Earn help comes back at you, Paul. Thank you. No, no, don't think nothing of it. i, I I'm a Piscean. We're soft, but we're not soft. Yeah. We listen and we care. We do care because we give so much. And even my partner tells me, Paul, you go in a party and like, you're going like, you've got, you're full of money. You're buying everybody drinks, but that's just me. Yeah. I want everybody to have a drink because we joy, come out to joy. It's not that I'm showing, showing off. I'm not showing off. I don't have it, but you know what? you got a drink to you. Let me get a drink for you. That's me. And um. Persons in yeah, man, you got to love because I've noticed Come, my family members, Paul, you need to love your first self because I never, I always doubted myself and never believed in myself and it's only been recently, and I say recently, a few years, that I believe in what I'm doing. I I honestly do now believe in what I'm doing and how I do it. Because when people say, they listen to you, Paul. When you talk, they do hear. Yeah. So, now I'm starting to believe that. I've gone out, when I say things, when I say my post, is, uh, that's the most thing. Because the post relates to me. And when you see people react to that post, cool, appreciate that one. I needed to hear that today. Bam. And that's how I'm thinking. See? Something's going on. So, um, that. it's, yeah, that's how it is. I think now as well. You see, as we get on now, we didn't do, like, our parents didn't have that choice of coming and going away when they can. They worked they worked the way to feed you, to make sure you had food, to dress you and so forth. Whereas now we can. We have this, and this don't get me wrong, if my son needs or my daughter needs, I will give you because I've got it. But now I think I take time out. Yeah. I didn't before. And when I was at Chelsea, when I had that money, mm-hmm. I didn't go on holiday. You see, when that football season's done, did Paul go away when he had it? No. He stayed here in England. i I asked people now, Pull you way away again? My daughters, I saw they were going away. And just for four or five days. You don't have no money. We money. But dad, flights are cheap now in the hotel. I said, shut up. They had to show me about, <laughs> what do you call it? Airbnb, A- A- Airbnb. That's the
0: one, Airbnb. I mean, I said, Wait, how much?
2: And they go in there, they're your flight. I said, no way. Yeah. I had to do that once. Mm-hmm. We went to, to is it, row. Wow, it was a beautiful apartment, lovely. Outside, pool, the sea. I can't believe it was so cheap. When you buy some food in your restaurant, I thought, this is changed. And that's what I've been doing. When I really want to recharge, and I saw that day, that was a belated birthday. Went to Tenerife, and it was unbelievable. I'm not going to forget that did everything it was, yeah it was enjoyable so that's the time yeah man take time out for yourselves don't think because you're older that you think you can't I'm sorry nah I'm telling you you can enjoy that any time of the day my mum now won't travel she loves the cold oh yeah she can't take heat no more oh she loves the cold England cold that's mum she wraps up she's cool she can't go Caribbean again she she won't fly out but that's where that's where I am
0: See, I love that. So I've only got two more for you, Paul. Okay. And I've loved the fact that we've had such a beautiful conversation. So my second to last question is, only when you feel like you are done, and some people might call it retirement, some people might call it their time to just relax for the rest of their life, or just when you feel like it's all ended and you're done, what would you like your legacy to be in this world?
2: Um... That legacy continues with being the first black player at Chelsea. Always. Always, it's not gonna lie. It's something that I do love England, but I'm not gonna lie, I love St Martin. And that's my mum's by now. And then I love the family bust down there. And it's to come where the weather, I need warmth. Yeah. I really know that now with these bones. It's football. It really can, it does interfere with your health after. People think, oh, your fitness and over this. When you finish
1: uh-huh.
2: the wear and tear of your knees and your hips, I've seen enough people's had, in football, Ex players had about three ops on their hips. Operation. Yeah, knees, after football, that's the fair. And I know the coldness here, don't give me a lot of but this coldness does not help me. It's when I go to St. Martin. I've got blue sea, going in natural. I lay there in the sun. And then the sun, is not to get blacker. It adds a little colour. But it's the warmth of that just sucks. It made a whole energy in me. Every time I go there, it's like I feel good. So that, Lindsay, I'd love to go back, if they're not to do a little coaching school there and so forth. That
0: would be a good think, idea.
2: Because yeah. now they've... It's funny now, Paul, would love to combine your foundation with us Was to get a call from next week so That's something I could definitely look at. I was really, there's a Plaque there, being Accepted, oh, yeah. the black ones Right behind, no, the brown Pulling one, being accepted Of of the, um, being St. Martin, um, part of St. Martin Playing for Chelsea, and that the first Time, and it went and presented That to me, I was really chuffed About that so, you know what I mean? I was talking to them kids and they realised who I played for. You play for that. Oh my God. Oh, I loved to before. And I saw, went out and two two games and I saw a couple of talent. I went, yeah, I'd like to bring them over just to give them an idea, just show them what it is. They ain't seen what football really is, mm-hmm. the commitment is there. But just to show them that at a football club, a professional club as well, and just to train with these boys and see, well, wow, to come back to St. Martin and share with them boys. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is not no joke, it's serious. They're dressed down, they're like the boys. they got this up. This is what 'cause they ain't seen that. They've not seen that. Don't get me wrong, St. Martin, small island, they're French, obviously in Belgium yeah. and two halves. But to see what it is about professionals, they love the kids love their football. And I'm not seeing how really football is in a professional world. And these young boys, if they go to a club like, it doesn't have to be Chelsea, but any professional club, does just see the nature of it and think, wow, this is serious. If I want to take this serious, mm-hmm. this is what I need to understand, what I need to do, be committed. So, yeah, it's, um, that's how I feel as I get on and... And people say, boy, at sixty, sixty-one, 60, 61, you know, it's old. It's not old, you know, but
0: no. it's
2: just ripe.
0: It's ripe. Ripe. You sound like a mango. No, ripe, <laughs>
2: ripe you know, let me tell you something. No, seriously, because mum just think I can't believe me, I have a 61-year-old boy, you know, son. Oh, She says, mum, come on, don't worry about that. But it's good to see, you know, me and your parents are still there, because that's a good thing as well, because, you know, some, you know, what I mean, it's yeah. families there mum and dad just come not there, and I have to be blessed that then my my parents are still there. Definitely,
0: I love that. So. Before I say goodbye to you for being on the podcast, mm. I would love for everyone to know where they can find you and all your social media platforms. Wow. Or, or anywhere that you remember from the top of your head where you go like, Trying this out. is me, come and find me. If you have talent, come and find me. If mm. you want to talk, if you have, you know, if you've been through a situation that is similar to mine, mm. come and talk to me.
2: Definitely. Um, you can contact us uh, Paul at Paul Foundation dot co dot I'll repeat that. That's Paul at Paul Foundation, all one word, dot dot UK. You can find me on Instagram. Um, it's the Canners Way.
1: Uh-huh. Can't
2: miss it, that man. Does. And it's true, you know, I do like that because with some, even on the Facebook Messenger, people leave messages and say, Paul, how am I feeling? And I know we didn't even go over, like, depression. There and is. My mental health. There is. And I did. I had that period of time. And as I said, it was a counsellor that helped me. That helped me a lot. Because if I wasn't able to talk and share, I'd probably be in that situation. still. We're
0: going to have that. to do a part three.
2: Yeah, done. It is. You have to. Do not keep those things out. It's how you feel. Please. I know they say you can't even talk to family. And I don't understand that. Some family members you can't, but it is all right to talk to a stranger.
0: They give you I, I believe honest. that. Yeah,
2: that I is true. Because people think that, no, I ain't sharing no my business to a stranger. I'm telling you now, it's good to talk to a stranger who can talk to you than your family members. I found out by myself and I put up mine and I tell anybody that it does. It's all right too. So, yeah, do please contact me. If there's something I could do and I've helped, I will try my best. Um, but that is the major media, so um Instagram, Facebook, and plus our website. But do look at the website. It's Um, it's www.paulcannibalfoundation.co.uk. um We're doing so much now, um, and I do have their support. My colleagues as well, my trustees. Yes. Love to go to schools if you need that, you know what I mean? And do their workshops. I enjoy so much now. Um I realise what I've gone through that I'm able to now talk about. And it wasn't the case I did it for spite, whether it was drugs, whether it had been health, depression, with my illness, cancer. There's so much things I can talk about and share. And I'm prepared to do that. So don't be frightened. You know what I mean? Don't look at people, oh God, how would he feel if I can't? No, don't ever feel like that. It's like when people come, when we go out um, and I go and do my hospitality. Down at like Chelsea, and they think that they can't approach us. Well, that's true,
0: you know. Approach yeah. us. That's true.
2: To ask us, you want a picture? You want a sign? That's what we're there for.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? I'm never, I know some players, oh, we can't take it. Oh, come on, let's avoid it. I'm not avoiding that. Mm. I'm here, that's the reason why I'm here. You come up to me and say, Hi, how are you doing? you want a picture? Come in and a picture. What's going on? Let me talk to you. Yeah. That's the whole that idea. That is true. That is true. So I'm, I'm there. Don't ever think that. But the foundation, you know, keep a, keep a look out. Xavier, she has worked with us. She's been a photographer. <laughs> so she's there quietly on this podcast business, but she knows exactly she's been my photographer but hey, this the is this, this is your time. Yeah.
0: This is your time. It's been
2: good, you know what I mean? And, and this is, you know what, for me, I'll be honest, right? When I'm sharing like this, it's therapeutic to me very much it's showing it, it's letting me hear and know exactly how I felt, cause I would go over it. You know what I mean? So if anybody's that listening out there that understands, you know, we went through those um, periods of time of those spells, I all means, get contact me and we could talk to you.
0: I love that guys, make sure you do. Don't be afraid because we all need someone to talk to, especially in these times, as things are constantly always changing. Paul, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being patient for us finally getting to do this. Mm. We are definitely going to make a part three.
1: Good.
0: So Good there's sir. part one and two, so then there's going to be a part three. Thank you. Mm. You guys can't see it, but what we're going to do is we're going to take pictures of it. We've got um, Chelsea Teddies on our okay. microphones, <laughs> which look <laughs> I had to. which look so cool. And that was Paul's idea. So I give all the credit to Paul, guys thank you so much for listening paul thank you so much for being a guest and now being part of the us people podcast family you have been such a sincere guest you have shown your compassion your kindness and also telling your story in your authentic way thank you so much
2: no, thank you um giving me the opportunity to yeah. share that Thank a lot
0: you're more than welcome and guys i want to thank you so much for listening to the ask people podcast and please remember you can subscribe and leave us a review on spotify itunes google play and any other platform that you prefer listening to please also follow us on facebook instagram and twitter and you can also donate to the ask people podcast by simply going to the savvy rocks website or just typing in paypal.me forward slash us People Podcast, guys, thank you so much for listening again. Stay happy, stay positive, and as always, please continue to be kind to one
1: another. Take my energy in peace of mind Gotta keep my energy in peace of mind Peace of mind Peace of mind
0: People say that having a peace of mind Is trying to find a consistency of calmness Within ourselves To crave for a clarity that drives us Through our emotional journey of life To never let a person's judgement Manifest into a fear inside of us Learning to believe in our Ability to shine through the darkest Moments and tunnels When we cannot see the light Patience being our light for forgiveness and strength To believe in our destiny If you want real peace of mind One needs to stop fighting their inner thoughts And embrace them with love Because love is the most amazing and beautiful strength That we have to conquer Our peace of mind Make your thoughts impact a nation By keeping them true and honest Especially to yourself But make your peace of mind Protect you when you don't have strength to embrace anything else, find your peace of mind by listening to your heart.
2: But the foundation has been great. It's where I am loving it and um, being wanted. Yeah. Don't no, get me wrong. You see, to have that, try and can't help a young child one out of five or four something is wrong. Because they need a direction, they need mentors And there's so many of us out there that should be able to help That's how I see it at this moment
1: my